It is Bold Prediction Week. Let's get started right now on Fantasy Football Today in 5. And what's up, everybody? Welcome to the show on Tuesday, June 1st. Adam Azer and Jamie Eisenberg. Jamie's given us three bold predictions that we'll briefly talk about here and expand upon on the full-length version of Fantasy Football today. But, Jamie, before we get into that, what's going on with Julio Jones? What's the latest? Well, apparently he's narrowed his team uh, that he'd like to play for down to 45. So that's uh, <laughs> exciting. Um I think, look, there's going to be a lot of player movement this week. There were probably going to be some emergency podcasts that we're doing based on what happens at the start of June. So hopefully we get Julio news, Aaron Rodgers news, uh, Zach Ertz news, Jameson Crowder news, you know, some of the names we've been talking about, um, you know, whether it's trades, cuts, um, you know, some sort of movement that happens so we can get an idea for our dynasty leagues, for our best ball rosters, and, and for our seasonal, you know, preparation as well. But in terms of Julio, you know, the the asking price seems to be changing from a first round pick to a second round pick. Salary compensation is going to be a big, you know, factor in this. He's owed $38 million over the remainder of his contract. So there's a lot still at play here. And uh, it's fun to see some of the teams that are saying they're interested in Julio Jones, like Seattle, for example. That could change the entire tenor of what yeah. uh, that pass catching group looks like. Yeah, that would be interesting. I mean, obviously, it would be great for Russell Wilson, and we'd have to have a pretty long discussion about Metcalf and Lockett and Jones. Okay, but let's talk... Russell Wilson, number one fantasy quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Uh, All right, Jalen Hurts, top five. That's your first bold prediction. Jalen Hurts is going to finish as a top five quarterback. You take his pace that he was on uh, in his first three starts, you know, over 4,000 passing yards, over uh, 1,000 rushing yards. He'd be the first quarterback to ever do that. If he can do that, that's over 16 games. So, you know, the rushing ability clearly is there. Um, He's got to improve as a passer, but getting a guy like Devontae Smith and, you know, hopefully a healthy Dallas Goddard. We'll see what happens with Zach Ertz, but again, I expect him to be gone. But, you know, new coaching staff, but I think better offensive line is going to help. So I just love the upside of what these rushing quarterbacks that, that, that actually run, you know, not just scrambling quarterbacks. You know, guys are going to give you uh, north of 700 rushing yards, and I think he's one of those guys. So I uh, just love the upside for what he can do. I don't have him ranked as a top five guy because there are a lot of great quarterbacks, but uh, he's one of my favorite targets on draft day to get a quarterback after the first half of guys are off the board. You like him better than, let's say, Tom Brady? I do. I just think there's more upside for him as a rusher. You know, we've talked about this time and time again that – um, Brady's going to be great, but he just doesn't move. And so, you know, he's got to be a 5,000 yard passer in 17 games or pretty close to it. 4,500 yards for sure. And 40 touchdowns. And he's going to do it if, if he stays healthy and they let him play, but he doesn't move. And so, you know, if, uh, if the yards and touchdowns are anything close, Hurts is going to crush him. All right. Next up, Terry McLaurin. You really like Terry McLaurin. Your, your bold prediction is that Terry McLaurin is going to finish as a top five wide receiver. I think a lot of, you know, at least my predictions and, and you know, if we expand it beyond three are going to sound familiar because I, I, I tend to stick to a lot of things I, I, I say, at least I, I try to. Um, I love the addition of Ryan Fitzpatrick for Terry McLaurin. You know, you go back through Fitzpatrick's history and the number one receiver on his team has been amazing. You know, Stevie Johnson in Buffalo, Brandon Marshall with the Jets, um, Devontae Parker with the Dolphins, you know, uh, I'm, I'm sure there's a stop that I'm missing along the way, but uh, almost every time that he's had a chance to play eight plus games as a quarterback, he's leaned on one guy pretty heavily. Now they have an interesting pass catching group. You know, one thing that's made me a little nervous about this one is uh, the buzz you're hearing about Diami Brown, Diami Brown, I, I'm probably going to butcher his name a million times, but um, the rookie wide receiver, the addition of Curtis Samuel, Logan Thomas, uh, two 
what I think could be good pass catching running backs, but Fitzpatrick's had, you know, good groups around him before. And I think he's going to lean on McLaurin still. So uh, for a guy entering his third season, that's shown you some pretty significant things in his first two years with some bad quarterback play or some guys who are afraid to take chances. Fitzpatrick, I think is going to be great for Terry McLaurin. So love, love, love the idea of drafting him in round four. If he's there. And finally, TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, we could say top five. No, let's get even bolder. TJ Hawkinson, top three tight end. So he's ranked number four for me. I don't have him ranked in the top three, but I could see him finishing there based on the type of player that he profiles to be. Obviously, the pedigree is there based on where he was drafted coming out of Iowa. The receiving core, we've talked about this a billion times. There's nobody there to scare Jared Goff and the coaching staff from leaning on TJ Hawkinson. Go back to the show we did with Jacob Gibbs and, and what his opportunity is, you know, based on what his routes run should be and, and, and the targets that he should receive. So um, this is a guy that took a nice step forward in year two after what I think most people consider a disappointing 15 games in year one. We know about the first game of his rookie campaign against Arizona and everything else was kind of pretty poor the rest of the way, injuries and such. And last year was, you know, good. So I think this is the year that he breaks out, and I think he has that type of performance. Who's going to kick out of the top three? That's the interesting one. Yeah, right. Three pretty pretty big names of Kelsey Kittle and and Waller. But let's hope all four of those guys are amazing. And you know, I guess the 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 secondary bold part of this is that I would take him very confidently over Mark Andrews. That's the 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 move that I am doing, and I have it ranked that way. Okay, and I know Heath is going to have a lot to say about that. So make sure you listen to Fantasy Football Today, the full length version. We've got four episodes for you this week. We've got four episodes of FFT and five. We'll be doing bold predictions all week, and hopefully reacting to some big breaking news as well. That's Jamie Eisenberg. I'm Adam Azer. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Fantasy Football Today in five. Peace.